Has the winter season taken a toll on your tile, upholstery, carpet? Call Cyclone Cleaners, 570-726-6200. For all your carpet, upholstery, and ceramic tile cleaning needs, it's Cyclone Cleaners. Also offering odor treatment and soil and stain guard. Choose the only cleaning company that supplies the water to clean your home and disposes of it when they are finished. Call Cyclone Cleaners to schedule your cleaning today, 570-726-6200. Star Wars 7x7, episode 716. Today it's a Rebels briefing. We're looking at season 1, episode 3 of the series, Rise of the Old Masters, which contains some very intriguing information about the end of the Republic and the fates of the Jedi via Order 66. Punch it, Chewie. Feel a disturbance in the Force? It's Star Wars 7x7, your daily seven-minute podcast. With your host, Alan Voivod. Destiny Unleashed. Hey, Rebel Rouser. Welcome to Star Wars 7x7. I'm your host, Alan Voivod, and this is probably one of the most satisfying episodes so far. I know we've only looked at you know a few shorts and the quote-unquote movie-length feature, which was hardly that. It was more like two episodes strung together. And then this is now our third regular episode that we're looking at. But this one has more of a tie into the entirety of the Star Wars universe, I think, than any other so far. And it starts off with a great scene during which Kanan is starting his training of Ezra as a Jedi apprentice. And it one-ups what we saw with Yoda teaching Luke in The Empire Strikes Back. Ezra's doing a handstand, and you find out that he's actually doing a handstand on top of the ghost, which is floating up in the atmosphere. So yeah, that's a good place to do a handstand, right? On a flying ship. And in the midst of that, we get a brilliant exchange between Kanan and Ezra. I'm trying! Do or do not. There is no try. What does that even mean? How can I do something if I don't try to do it? Well, see... Actually, that one always confused me too, but Master Yoda sure used to say it a lot. Now, this is absolutely a brilliant callback to The Empire Strikes Back and to that whole philosophy thing. And it really gives an opportunity for us to ground what we all know and what we've been walking around within our heads in something a little more real. I'm not saying that it isn't real for us, for all of us who went through the original trilogy and who hold quotes from Yoda like that in our heads, but we haven't really thought about it, I think, for a long time. I think we just kind of repeat them like Kanan does, like they're just mantras that we've heard over the years that we've just adopted, but yeah, does it still have any meaning for us? And I like the fact that at the end of the episode, they go back to it with this exchange between Kanan and Ezra. I'm not going to try to teach you anymore. If all I do is try, that means I don't truly believe I can succeed. So from now on, I will teach you. (laughs) I may fail, you may fail, but there is no try. I understand, Master. Now, I don't know if you watch the series on a regular basis, and if you don't, then that one might be the buy-in episode right there. That moment and everything that's led up to it just absolutely sold it for me, and now I'm officially hooked on Star Wars Rebels. It took me a few episodes to get in, not that I wasn't enjoying it to begin with, but now I really have a strong investment in the series. And especially the relationship between Kanan and Ezra and how that develops and how his Jedi training develops and how Kanan's abilities as a teacher develop as well. 
As for the episode itself, so here's the gist of that. There's a Holonet news story about the events of the previous episode, Fight or Flight, that is interrupted by some, I don't know, pirate transmission or something like that, which claims that the Jedi Master Luminara Unduli actually escaped Order 66 and is being held in an Imperial containment facility. Now, one thing isn't necessarily clear whether the pirate transmission is actually a legitimate pirate transmission where the people who put it out there have been fooled by the Empire or whether the Empire actually staged this as some sort of, you know, psyops propaganda situation and put the pirate transmission inside their holonet thing to lure out people looking for Luminara and Dooley. But that's ultimately the point of the situation is that the Empire has been using the body of Luminara and Dooley and the force power that it emanates to lure any Jedi who have escaped Order 66 into a trap at the Imperial Containment Compound and kill the remaining Jedi. Of course, Kanan and Hera and the rest of the crew don't know that this is a trap, so they plot out a plan to break Luminara out of the Imperial prison and are surprised when they encounter Luminara's force ghost hanging outside of her body. And that is, of course, when the Grand Inquisitor shows up, who apparently is able to study people's lightsaber battling techniques, Jedi lightsaber battling techniques, and tell who trained them. And this is because of some intense studying of the Jedi archives, as the Grand Inquisitor reveals. Of course, can't help monologuing about how awesome he is as he fights Kanan and talks about how he must have been trained by Depa Balaba and that he relies way too much on Form 3. But they manage to fight their way out of the prison after all. And Kanan actually displays some serious Jedi power in the course of the episode. In the beginning, when Ezra slips and falls off of the ghost and goes plummeting to what ought to be his doom, Kanan actually catches him using the Force in midair and levitates him back up in just enough to get him to the you know, drop-down cargo door of the ship and for Zeb to grab him out of thin air. And later on, when the Inquisitor has separated Kanan and Ezra and is about to mow down Ezra, Kanan uses the Force to throw the Inquisitor up to the ceiling and hold him there while Ezra is able to run underneath him and get over back to where Kanan is so they can escape. Now, a lot of the tension in the episode also comes from the relationship between Kanan and Ezra, and Kanan getting frustrated that Ezra is undisciplined and lacks focus, and that that's part of what's not making the training go well so far. But then, of course, when the Inquisitor and Kanan face off, the Grand Inquisitor points out to Kanan that Kanan himself is undisciplined and unfocused. And then when he throws that fact in Ezra's face, Ezra says, that means he's the perfect teacher for me. Because ultimately what Kanan is trying to do in getting Luminara is not just rescue a Jedi Master, but also find somebody he thinks he can, tra- who can train Ezra better than he can. Though Ezra, probably coming from the perspective of being an orphan in the first place, thinks that Kanan is just trying to dump him off, which leads to a heartfelt and also amusing exchange at the end of the episode, too. Look, don't bother saying it. I'm letting you off the hook. What are you talking about? I know you wanted to dump me on Luminara. Just because she's gone doesn't mean you're stuck with me. I don't want to dump you. (sighs) Look, I just wanted you to have the best teacher. Well, I don't want the best teacher. I want you. Not that you're not the best. Ezra. All right, there you go. Well played. Well played, Star Wars Rebels. This has a lot more emotional depth, I feel like, at least so far in its first season than all of the first season stuff that I was looking at at the Clone Wars. And maybe it's just the different set of characters and the different circumstances that they're able to play with as a result of it. But I got to say, overall, 
the way Star Wars Rebels is starting off was way more satisfying to me than the way Star Wars The Clone Wars was starting off. Not that I didn't enjoy it, but that's kind of where I'm sitting right now. I'd love to hear from you what you think, whether The Clone Wars or whether Star Wars Rebels is your favorite cartoon series from the whole Star Wars universe, or whether you just like Star Wars droids or Ewoks more. Chime in at the comments at the blog post for this show's episode at SW7X7.com. Hey Rebel Rouser, you're listening to this podcast, maybe you'd like to listen to a Star Wars story too. Luckily we've got just the thing for you. We've partnered with Audible to give you a free download and a free 30-day trial of their awesome service. All you gotta do is go to audibletrial.com SW7X7 to sign up and get your free download. They've got dozens of Star Wars titles, anything you want to do to explore that galaxy far, far away. One more time for you, audibletrial.com SW7X7. All right, let's do a trivia question here before we go. I've been waiting for this day for a long time. Last time we asked you for the name of the type of gun that the stormtroopers deploy to try and shoot down Poe and Finn's TIE fighter before it escapes from the landing bay, and that is a Mega Blaster. Today's question, who is the leader of the Guavian Death Gang? Thanks for listening to another episode of Star Wars 7x7. And hey, before you activate the carbon freezing chamber... Check out SW7x7.com for show notes, links, photos, videos, and more. And if the show's been worth your time, please support us at patreon.com SW7x7. It's most impressive, and it's destiny unleashed. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox. It is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2016 Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.